Hey gang, welcome back to the Backdoor Cover Network. We got a little something special for you today. It's an out of bounds reunion. King Kyle, welcome back to the show. What's hey buddy, going on? It's, uh, it's good to be back. Um, you know, I take a little hiatus for a while because, you know, some, some family stuff, some personal stuff. Um, but listen, is there a better time for King Kyle to, to start peeking his head, you know, around the corner than football season? No, I don't. I don't think there is. It. It's almost like Liam Neeson in the night, like when he's about to kill some Russians. That's what I feel like you're about to do yeah, yeah, to sports yeah, yeah. books. I um, I will find whatever Iranian gentleman took my daughter, which is a a betting win, and I I I will get it back. I, yes. I see what you did there, um, Kyle. We're we're coming at you today with a little little NFL prop spectacular and bonus edition fantasy football advice. What do you, what yeah, do you listen, got? I, uh, listen, we, for anybody who followed us last year and, and, and followed the show and, and listened to, to us sitting on here and two knuckleheads talking about football, they made a lot of money on futures if they followed us. Uh, so, so we wanted to get in here and do it again. Um, I figured what better way to bring you back into the fold than a little futures and a little bit of fantasy. Um, you know, I think that I've only drafted in, in one fantasy league so far this year. My one that I haven't is the one that you're also in. So fortunately for you, you're going to get this advice before we draft. But, uh, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm ready. That's exciting, Kyle, because I don't have a long track history of being any good at fantasy football. In fact, I'm I'm poor. So um, hopefully, hopefully, I can get some unfiltered advice from you, who is I don't know, like a 12 time champion of the league, and uh, and there's nothing you can do yeah, about it. You know, it. I uh, I thought about holding a few back, right? Just 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 for the sake of being selfish and winning. But uh, you know, I, I feel like I'd be doing a bit of a disservice to not only, you know, the listeners and, and the book club and, and things like that, but maybe even a little bit of a disservice to the brand. You know, if, if I don't give everything, mm. you know, if, if I'm not giving 100 percent, you're not giving enough, you know. So uh, I will be giving complete secrets. Uh, I'm going to open my whole closet here. You're going to be able to try on every sweater you want to, buddy. <laughs> OK. All right. You know, I've, I've always been. I've always been a, yeah, a big sweater yeah. guy. So yeah, this that and good. turtlenecks have always been your thing. <laughs> That's that part's <laughs> not not true. But let's start this thing off with some betting advice. Um, you you texted me that you have some pretty strong feelings about Aaron Rodgers and those New York J E T S Jets Jets Jets. What yeah, you, baby. What you listen, uh, I'm on I'm on the Jets for a Super Bowl winner. Okay, uh, I'm sitting at plus eighteen hundred right now. Um, listen, I'm bullish on these on these Jets, man. We got a a Super Bowl caliber defense with uh, you know anchored by you know my probably my favorite defender in football right now, Mr. Sauce Gardner. Uh, I was really high on him last year, really high on him coming out of college. He is everything that a cornerback needs to be in this league, and when you're over in the AFC, by golly, you better have one because 
between Devontae Adams and Jamar Chase and Tyreek Hill slash Jalen Waddle and and you know I'm sure that he's going to probably match up on Travis Kelsey at times you know in in the Chiefs you know Chief Chief rivalry games whatever the hell they got going on over there um, listen you need one of these guys and that helps check the box on this team but uh, you know what this team missed last year more than anything uh, especially after Brees Hall went down was a competent quarterback. And what you're doing is you're getting a guy one year removed from a back-to-back MVP level of play. Last year, he still played well, and he had nobody. And I think that, you know, the weapons he's going to have out here on this Jets team, not to mention, you know, Dalvin Cook, who's who's now suiting up, you know, in that, that green and white. But, uh, you know, Brees Hall coming back as well on top of having Dalvin Cook, I mean, immediately that's the best one-two punch in football at the running back, you know, position. Garrett Wilson's an absolute stud, and we saw that in the in the the small sample size that we got to see in the in the preseason with Rodgers. And boy, did Rodgers like to go to him. It, it, it almost like they had a you know Rodgers was was betting on his his over receptions in that game because. I think in that first or, or second drive, I think he went to Garrett Wilson like seven times or something like that. It was, it was, yeah, so here, it was something unreal. This. I mean, you know, one thing that, that did plague Rodgers, I believe, in the past when he was, you know, on the Packers was maybe he didn't have enough weapons. And, you know, he kind of tried to force feed Devontae Adams a little bit, and that kind of put him in some trouble. With this team, you don't have to do that because they've got two really good running backs. I mean, They've got a little bit of a shaky of offensive line, but I expect them to address that as this moves forward. And, you know, you've you've got some really good pieces out there. You don't have to force feed Garrett Wilson. And although I think Garrett Wilson has a fantastic year, which we'll get to in, in the fantasy, um, I think that this Jets team is primed. And I think at worst case, we're looking towards the end of the year, maybe a little bit of a hedge situation here at, at 18 to 1. Yeah, I mean, I, I like this, I like this Jets team, but what I what I most like in that division is I think the Bills uh, I think there's something wrong in Buffalo so um, you know I, I can get behind the Jets I'm more uh, bullish on the the Dolphins but I can certainly see why you like the Jets uh, brought in a couple of nice safeties Chuck Clark and, and Adrian Amos um, you know and and all of Aaron Rodgers' buddies you know Lazard and Randall Cobb um, the the thing that I worry about the most Vince or uh, Kyle okay. sorry about hurt that. my feelings but it's okay. uh, is I, I know. Well, my, I, I love this. This is going to hurt your feelings okay. more. the The loss of Braxton Berrios. That one hurts me. Um, that's your. Yeah, that, that's your that one hurts me from a, a a four year love affair standpoint, right? Um, I've loved that guy. I loved him coming out of college. I've loved that guy coming, you know, into the league and and whatnot. But you know, I think they're going to be able to be okay with Adam. Yeah, I mean he's he's not good. I just know that that, yeah, that hurts yeah, you personally. Yeah. Um, and if this was a personal battle, I'd I'd throw the Jets in the dumpster for making it such a terrible move. But um, listen, we're in the business of making money, brother. And I think uh, I think this Jets bet is a is a really nice value bet. All right, so you like the the Jets to win the Super Bowl at eighteen to one with the opportunity to hedge out. Cool. Um, what else do you like? Um, this is an this is going to be another very big value bet uh, because I'm very bullish on this team as well. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
Oh, Kenny, two gloves. Oh, I like man, where you're listen, going. I, I, I love this Steelers team. Their defense is fantastic. TJ Watt is a freak, and he's going to be wreaking havoc nonstop. Um, the offensive line is is uh, undervalued. I think that they're better than, than what people give them credit for. Uh, Najee Harris had a down year last year. Uh, which is to be expected when, you know, you you kind of don't know quarterback wise kind of everything you're getting. Um, I'm expecting a a a big second year jump at a at a two glove. Anybody that's had ears and has listened to me talk about football over the last you know couple years knows that I've been a, a, a Kenny Pickett fan and I, I loved him coming out. I wanted obviously before Jalen Hurts went crazy. I wanted the Eagles to draft him and I was pissed when they didn't draft him. Um, you know. I I think this kid is the real deal. I'm expecting a, a Joe Burrow esque year two, or a, a Jalen Hurts, you know, Josh Allen type leap in uh, ability, and to be able to anchor that, I think could you could you ask for much better of a of an offensive you know unit around you? I mean, George Pickens is 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 talent wise is an absolute stud. Um, I think that he's really going to take off this year. If Deontay Johnson can actually hold on to the football and, and not drop it, I think that that's going to be something that's just unbelievable. And he's a huge guy who takes the the top off the defense. Um, I got. I think Pat Fryermuth is going to have a good season here. Um, I, I think that this is something that's that can really end up going the right way for this team. Um, they're not facing a murderer's row type schedule. I mean, their division is tough. But listen, it's 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 a divisional schedule, you know. Whether you're you're bad in the division or you're good in the division, divisional games are always tough. Anybody can win them because the teams know each other so well. So division being tough, I can't really put a lot of stock into. Um, but when I look at this whole situation here, we're looking at plus forty five hundred for Pitt to win the Super Bowl. To plus win forty five hundred. I think that this is another great hedge opportunity. I mean, you if Pitt makes the playoffs here, which I really do like them to, which we'll, we'll get to again here shortly, but um, you get there, you win a game or two, all of a sudden that, that those betting odds look pretty damn good. And I think that, you know, we'll be in a really good position to, to hedge out in this bet. Um, even as we get deep into the AFC playoffs and maybe they, maybe they draw the chiefs, you know, maybe they get to a conference championship and, and draw the chiefs. And, uh, you know, then, then we're looking at a nice little hedge there. So I'm really bullish on, on pit for this Super Bowl win as well. Yeah. I mean, uh, but you'll want to shop that you can get 60 to one at MGM Caesars. Um, let's see where else Bavada. Uh, and it looks like Topeka. So there, there's some outs to, to get an even better number if you're going to be working back towards a some sort of hedge out type option. But I agree with you. you the, the Steelers schedule, the division, it's the division. But outside of it, you get the Texans, uh, the Rams, Titans, um, Cardinals, Patriots, Colts. Those are all very winnable games. And then you just got to steal a couple in the division. If you split everywhere, suddenly you're, you're you know, 10 and 7, Mike Tomlin's above 500 win streak is in play and you're back in the playoffs. I love this Pittsburgh Steelers team. The the prop that I like the most here, Kyle, is you mentioned him, Deontay Johnson. And I gave this out on the, the divisional preview show. 
I love Deontay Johnson over the uh, the yardage total. I think it was 825 and a half. Uh, Vince was on the over 82 and a half catches. This is a guy that has had 140 plus targets in each of the last three years, has missed one football game uh, in his career, uh, and had a bit of an anomaly last year with no touchdown catches. So I look for him to rebound because Pickens is the more flashy guy. Johnson is the the um, uh, volume yeah. guy. So I'm, I'm with yeah, you, I, man. I, I, you hit the nail on the head there. Um, listen, his biggest thing, right, has always been his ability to catch the football. Um, I think he's, like, led the league in drops, like, two of the last three years or something like that. Um, I mean, the guy, he, you know, old Stone Hands Deontay, I believe they called him back in the day. But, uh, listen – I don't think well, anybody should have. That. You know what I mean? But uh, listen, that, that's been his biggest thing. And, and I, I read up on him a little bit. Um, in the offseason, he was really working on uh, securing the football and kind of figuring some things out with that. Uh, so listen, even if he doesn't get any better, I think all of these bets can still hit very, very easily. Uh, he's, he's still a number two, maybe even the number one option. And I mean, the guy's, the guy's a freak, man. He, he's, he seems to always be open. And I think I think all of those hit, man. I really like all of it. I wonder if it's I wonder if it's because he always like punches cornerbacks with his stone hands. Listen, that would throw me off the route. I, I'm not gonna sure lie would. to you. <laughs> sure would. All right, so you like the the Jets and the Steelers are as Super Bowl winner plays. What else you got up your sleeve? Uh, there? Well, let's let's move to the NFC champion and the AFC champions. Um, I'm on the Jets and Pitt again to 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 have those champions, um, you know, yeah, so I'm gonna ladder, ladder them. Um, I got mm-hmm. Jets plus a thousand, ten to one uh, for, for AFC champ, and Pitt at twenty five to one still there. Now, my numbers are, you know, these are just what I found. There's a couple days ago, so you know, I know lines change, so you may find something better. Again, always shop the lines, but uh, I'm on both of them as well. And listen, this a and NFC champion. Uh, listen, I'm on the New Orleans Saints here. Hold on, let me just jump in. So uh, for the Jets, you can get 11 to 1 at DraftKings and Bet Rivers. You can get 30 to 1 on the Steelers, MGM, DraftKings, uh, and Bavada if, if you are going to tail Kyle on these AFC champion picks. But go ahead and, go ahead and hit us with uh, the NFC. NFC champion, New Orleans Saints. Um, who that nation, baby? Listen, I, I really, really like them. Uh, I really, really like what this team can do. I think that they are a. Um, an underrated team when it comes to defense, right? I think that they have very good corners, very good secondary. They have some young, hungry defensive line guys, uh, which I, I think will try and get after the quarterback a little bit. Um, Derek Carr coming onto this team, I think, is huge. Uh, no longer do we have to watch Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston out there, you know, eating dubs or licking his fingers, whatever the fuck that guy's doing. Old Captain uh, Crableg, I think we call him around here. I'm so happy we don't have to see that. Um, listen, ha- not having Kamara for the first three games is going to suck, right? But after that, he's coming back. And I think that this is a very dangerous team. If not for anything, number one, their division's not very good. And, yeah, and, and realistically, you can almost guarantee yourself a, a playoff spot if you're a decent team. And after that, listen, man, this team is going to have a – Really, 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 really good schedule this year. Um, I I don't believe they're playing any quarterbacks that are considered 
in the top five, maybe not even in the top ten in this league, maybe maybe one. Um, they got rookies in their own division. They've got people all over the place. I mean, this is a very, very, very good schedule for this team, and I think this team is much better with Derek Carr at the helm. So um, I the number I had was 17-1. to 1. I liked that. Again, another nice little hedge opportunity. Um and it's, you know, it's the NFC Championship. It's not for the Super Bowl, right? So, you you know, you win one playoff game, all of a sudden you're in the green in, in money. So I think that this is a, a smart option uh, f- for this for this team. Yeah, this is a Charmin soft schedule yeah. that the Saints are playing. Um, you know, things don't, don't really get real until week seven uh, against the Jaguars on Thursday night football. Uh, week 10, I guess, against the Vikings. Um, and that is probably it. Maybe the Giants week 15, but these are all absolutely winnable games. Even if you, even if you punt that, that week seven game against the Jags, I mean, there's, there's not a lot of resistance here. Um, you know, and, and Kamar is going to be out, but this is a team that picked up yeah. Jamal Williams in the off season. So he can probably shoulder the load for three weeks. I love this saints team for sure. A lot of upside here. I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, buddy. I, I think that's a, a sharp yeah. angle. Um, and and just for shits and giggles, that 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 Vikings game. What time is that? Oh, oh, you're you're looking if it's yeah. primetime, Kirk. Uh, okay. I have no idea. All right, because uh, I mean, if it's primetime, yeah. Kirk, then it's you might as well be you know rolling me out there for quarterback. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm really really big fan of that one. Um. That's the only team that that I really saw a ton of uh, a ton of value on, in my opinion, for the NFC. Um, I have some some divisional uh, winners as well. If we want to, if we want to get into those, absolutely. You know, this is this is Listen, your show, bro. Let's, I, I let's love hear it. it. What let's, do you got? Let's, let's head on over to the NFC North, right? Well, you know what? Okay. Let's let's just stick in the South for a second. Um, New Orleans plus one thirty to win that division. That was the last number I saw. Feel, feels feels right. easy. I I I I uh I hate yeah. Desmond Ritter. Um, I hate Frank Reich and the Panthers because he he didn't help yeah. us in Indy Land. And then it's Baker Baker touchdown maker in Tampa. So who's going to beat uh, listen, these Saints? I, I like Baker. We both do. And yeah, I'm on them to finish second. And I, the that's exactly how I see it. I see this division easily going um, to the Saints, especially with their out of you know, out of division schedule and how they're not going to see anybody. Um, listen, I think getting plus money there is just, I think it's a freebie. So getting anything plus there, I think is the play. Um, so I'm on New Orleans for the South. Uh, the NFC North, um, I looked at this really, really, really hard, right? Um, and I'm going to tell you this. I really wanted to put some money on the Bears, I didn't, uh, Bears. but I really wanted to throw some money on the Bears because I'm really excited to watch Justin Fields this year. Um, and that's something I didn't think that I would ever say, but I am really excited to watch him this year and see what he's got. Um, but I think after going over that division, I think the favorite to win that division is the team that's going to win that division. I think that's the Detroit Lions. Mm. Um Listen, I got them plus 145. I think it's a smart bet. I think yep. it's getting plus money for a team that absolutely should win that division is is smart. Now, obviously anything can happen. It's, it's the NFL. Um, but I think that this is a team that 
just like New Orleans, is a team that absolutely should win their division. And anytime I'm getting plus money with that, I think it's a smart angle. Um, yeah, I'm on the. I have a I'm feeling on the, on the Vikes. Uh, Vikings. I have a feeling this one on the Vikes. You're yeah. like, you're you're a semi Vikes fan. Uh, it's it's tough, you know. It, I I do have a Harrison Smith yeah. jersey, you know. Um, but it's it's plus two ninety, and I think this is just another Detroit Lions hype train round two. Um, you know, I think they're going to be good, but you know, who knows what happens? Like yeah. you said, it's the NFL, so I prefer to have a little bit longer odds. I think the Vikes will stick in there long enough just to make it interesting. Uh, I don't see any real real charge from the Packers. Not not a Jordan Love guy. <laughs> The Bears are so overvalued simply because Justin Fields is yeah. so much fun to watch. You know, he's he's electric. They did make some improvements, but I don't think they made enough improvements. That's still a, a basement dwell, dweller for me. I, I like the Vikes in this division, but I'm not, you know, I'm not running to the yeah, window. Listen, to and make and I looked at them really, really hard, right? Um, here's Here was my difference. Here, here was my uh, – the reason why I went with Detroit, right? Um, number one – Minnesota won a ton of single-score games last year. Um, they were the best team in one-possession games by far. I do not expect that to happen again. And this team, as soon as it kind of came around to it, any sort of actual test, this team crumbled. Um, and I think the reason for that, um, I kind of look at this team – Kind of how we also look at the Bills. I think there's trouble in Minnesota. And I think that last year they were fortunate to be where they were. I think it was a bit of a falsity. I think it was a, it was, it was, it was a bit of a farce. Um, and I don't think that they were really that good. And I think that this year, as the season goes on, they're going to drop some of those one-possession games. And then I think we're looking for a new quarterback in Minnesota. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how long... Jay Jettas is going to like, you know, Kirky, Kirky C throwing them the ball and or maybe looking at a bit of a change of the guard. So I look at this um, differently than you. I think the Vikings team is fake. I think they were fake last year. It, it was proven in the playoffs, in my opinion, that they were fake. And I do not like what they have going on. And that was that was the difference between. The Lions. I, I, it's, it's crazy to think that I would anybody would put money on the Lions to win a division, but I, I think it's the right move here. So, well, hey man, it's uh, yeah, it's your advice. I'm, yeah. I'm I dig it. I'm, I'm happy to have it. I'm, like I said, I'm not running to the window to make any yeah. bets in this division, but I, you know, I, I can yeah. see how you got there. But what else? Uh, do you get? Let's move over to the AFC. Um, AFC East. Obviously, I'm on the Jets to win the division. Um. I'll take them all day, baby. I, I love this team. I, I, I'm so excited to watch the Jets play this year. Um, and they're plus 250. Um, plus, two, you plus 270. Here Back we go. Drift listen, games. man, yeah. shop the lines. Um, plus 270 then. Uh, listen, this Super Bowl caliber defense, Rodgers gets into a you know some sort of a rhythm, and all of a sudden this team's flying. You know what I mean? The Patriots are a non-issue in that division. Uh we agree that the Bills have problems. You know what I mean? Um, which to me, kind of like where we were before, it, it kind of rolls down to maybe the Dolphins as well. Um, I, personally, I don't trust the Dolphins. I don't trust Tua staying healthy. I don't trust that Dolphins team as a whole. 
And I think that the Jets are the safest bet in that division. So if I can get them plus 270 to win the division, even if they're close at the end, it still lends a nice little hedge bet possibility. Yeah, I'm, I, you know that I'm, I'm injured, and all of our, our listeners know that I'm injured. And just thankfully, you know, my, my primary care physicians are not on the Dolphins yeah. staff. You know, thank goodness for that because I, I, I have a chance of, of, you know, getting yeah. healthy again because those guys aren't in charge. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Go jets. Um, uh, what else? Same thing. Pit AFC North to win that. Plus I have sure. plus four seventy again, shop the lines could be a little bit better right now. Uh, yeah. Five, five to one DraftKings Kings. And Bet Rivers. So, so plus 500 here, we're looking, um, listen, I, I, I like this pit team, man. They're, they're going to see a nice schedule outside of their division. Um, I'm I'm bullish on them, so so I got them. I think that's some really good value as well. Um, that's all the team stuff I have. Uh, I got a few player props as well that I really like that that we can get into. Um, Listen, I'm a big player prop yeah. guy, so lay it on us. Give the people yeah, what and they want. You know want. what? I, I'm sorry, I missed two. Um, I I have money on two teams to make the playoffs. Um, Oh, good. This is a this is yeah. a great market. Uh, two that are both positive money. Um, Cleveland plus one twelve. Um, I, I think the I think the value Ain't is it. too good not to take it though. Um, I think that this is a team that absolutely could listen. If anything happens to that Ravens team, if Lamar goes down, they're done. I, I don't believe in them. They've got. Oh come on! They've got care. three clones. I don't care. At quarterback I don't care. there. I don't believe in them. Um, and 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 I think right. that hype trains a little too much as well. Um, listen, if I think Pitt can absolutely win the division, if anything happens to Joe Burrow, which is you know a possible if like possibility with that offensive line, you know what I mean? Uh, they could easily do it. But looking at the AFC as a whole, it's not crazy to think that three of these teams can make the playoffs in this division, and or 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 maybe I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What's going to happen to the division? But with Cleveland in there getting getting positive money, I, I I like it because I think that they are they're going to be a different team than what a lot of these AFC teams are going to see. Right? They're going to be a pound it down yeah. your face type team. All these AFC teams are built to throw it all over you. Right? They're built to throw the ball. They're built to drop back. They're built to do all this stuff. It's going to be different for every single team coming, you know, or or facing Cleveland because. They have the best running back in football in Nick Chubb, and they have a very good offensive line. And Deshaun Watson now has his second year coming back. And I think that they're going to give teams fits, and I think that they can win a lot of games this year. So I'm on them. Uh, I'm on Pitt to make the playoffs as well, plus 128 I got. Um, so those are my those are my two to make the playoff teams, um, both in the same division, which is a little crazy, but – those are the ones I found value on. Yeah, I, I I can stand behind you on the Steelers. I hate the Browns this year, but you know I'm just not a big not a big Deshaun it. guy. I so, get it. Yeah, we'll we'll see what yeah. we'll see what happens there. Although I I do think that it is plausible that three teams in that division yeah. make the playoffs. So um, let's let's get uh, into right. some player stuff here. Uh, defensive rookie of the year. Um, I think okay. You know, knowing what my favorite team, you might have a little idea of where I'm going here, but uh, I'm on plus 550 odds, Mr. Jalen Carter. This is 
the this Bulldogs. This is a guy who is a freak. In his first snap in the preseason, he got to the quarterback. He listen. I I've, I follow the Eagles very very closely. I, I I read everything that happens in every single practice and and preseason matchup and all the the joint practices and everything. I mean, this is a dude who was throwing all pro guards. That was pancaking guys like Joel Batonio and 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 throwing you know all pro centers around. This guy is a absolute fucking monster. And the more and more that I've seen about the Eagles, the more and more it seems like he's going to start for this team. Maybe not week one, but this is a guy who's going to get a lot of snaps. And it's a little weird to see, you know, somebody like a rookie of the year possibly not be an all-time starter. You know, you might want somebody like Will Anderson who is absolutely going to start and he's going to be on the outside every single play that he can and, and whatnot, but... You know, even with the with the crowded defensive line that the Eagles have, I think Jalen Carter's absolutely the right play here. This is a guy who's an absolute freak. They're not going to be able to double him like they will Will Anderson. They're not going to be able to 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 kind of handle him the way that most teams will want to because of Hassan Reddick on the outside and because of Josh Sweat and Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham and all these other gigantic names that are on the Eagles defensive line. So I think it's it's really really good odds for him at plus five fifty. Um, do you? I mean, great great news for you. Uh, you can get seven to one DraftKings on that. See, I, I I love getting more odds just for putting it out there in the universe. You know, that's it. Or you know, or to me. Yeah. So um, hey, buddy. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I mean, he's he's just going to need to get the accounting stats. Um. You know, because it is a voted on award by human beings, and they sometimes err to uh, the, taking the wrong guy just based on stat lines. So hopefully, he can get the accounting stats yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so, and I, I think that's where we're gonna sit. Um, but I like it. Uh, I think it's a very good value play uh, for that that kind of that kind of change. Um, mm-hmm. Now, listen, comeback player of the year. I can't wait to good. talk about this uh, one. Who do you got? You go first. Listen, this is man, your show, I'm pal. on Lamar Jackson. I okay. think 2,500. <laughs> it's not, I got, not listen, where I was man, going, I got but... 2,500, or I'm sure you're going to tell me I can get better. But uh, uh, No, no, I'm not. That is the best go. available listen, 2, number. 2,500 for a guy who, if everything works out in a – you know, the way that, that everybody's believing it's going to work out, right? Everybody believes he's going to come back. He's going to be completely healthy. He's got all these weapons now. Mark Andrews isn't alone. You know, they got decent running back. J.K. Dobbins is back. Um, this team's most likely going to win a lot of games. Listen, man, this is a guy who's going to be in the MVP voting. This is a guy who's going to be top three in the MVP. There's no reason he's not going to win comeback player of the year. I don't want to hear about DeMar Hamlin. I don't. He's yeah, great. He's on the roster. Congratulations. It was a big fucking vote of confidence that the guy made the roster. He's not going to start on that team. He's not going to have enough plays on that team. He's not going to have anything. Okay. Don't, I don't want to hear about Tua either because I don't think Tua is going to stay healthy. So I'm on Lamar Jackson plus 2,500 comeback player of the year. And I can't wait to cash that ticket. But who do you have? Okay. So. This market appeals to me because everybody just thinks DeMar Hamlin's going to win it. You know, he's minus 
275 is the the best number across the board. And people are saying, oh, if he takes one snap, he's going to be the comeback player of the year. And that's cool. You know, great story. But that does create a lot of value down the board. And where I landed is a guy also at 25 to 1, uh, Kyle. I'm looking at John Mechie the third. This is a guy that tore his ACL in the SEC championship game. And then, you know, after he was drafted, got diagnosed with leukemia and missed all of last year. Uh, he's on a Houston team with, you know, a bunch of other rookie wideouts. So there's a chance that he could be the one that breaks out. Um, you know, D'Amico Ryans has a long leash. Um, I, he's signing a six-year contract. I think they're going to throw the ball all over the yard. He's going to get some stats. And what a story that is. The guy beat cancer and, you know, had his leg healed. That's a good story. That's a good narrative. 25 to 1. Give me John Mechie. Hey, listen, I, you know me. I love storylines. I think they, they, they drive the NFL. Here's my issue. There's too many fucking storylines. There's too many. How do you, yeah, but that, yeah, but that's it's a good great one. one. Is it? Is it? It's cancer. Yeah, listen, the big C is always going to be a good one, bro. But how right? do you pick a guy who got fucking murdered on the field and somehow was brought back ten minutes later? I don't know, but that's why yeah, we're betting. And the market. you know what? I think that they're going to be in a situation where there's going to be too many people, too many feel good stories. That what do you do? You know what I mean? What do you do? So I think what they're going to be forced to do is give it to the best player, the guy who actually was the best comeback player of the year, which is probably going to be a guy who finishes in a top three MVP voting, which is Lamar Jackson. Yeah, but don't you think that – what's he coming back from? A fake injury so he could get paid? Yeah. Okay. Listen, this, right. this isn't this, – <laughs> okay. this bet isn't, hey, how – what are the odds you came back? It's, hey, this, this was an MVP-level quarterback – who and listen, you know I don't like him. I don't think he's a great player. I think he's flashy, and that's it. But this was a guy who was at an MVP level, has already won an MVP, was playing at an MVP level, missed an entire season, and now is coming back. And if he plays at another MVP level and his team goes far into the playoffs, God forbid they get a fucking one seed. All we're gonna be able to see, if he makes a couple plays a game, all we're gonna see on ESPN are are highlights of Lamar Jackson. Highlights of Lamar Jackson. Oh, my God, look at him. Look how fast he is. Oh, look, he jumped over 47 people, you know, to, to get to the end zone. We're going to see it. Hamlin's not going to get that type of, of, of love. Mechie's not going to get that type of, of love. Those guys aren't going to get that type of love. So the only opinion in my mind is absolutely is going to be Lamar Jackson. Well, I can't disagree with you. He is going to be probably a an MVP level guy this year, especially with the new OC uh, that'll be looking to stretch the field. He'll be throwing the ball a little bit. Um, they've improved, you know, even by drafting Zay Flowers. What an electric wideout he is. J.K. Dobbins um, out of the backfield. I mean, this is this is going to be a good team. A lot of weapons. Odell Beckham, I, you know, whatever. But um, hey, you know that, that this Ravens team could cook. Smell I love the Zay, Zay Flowers, flowers I, baby. I, there it is. All right, that's the comeback player of the year market. What else you got, uh, friendo? Let's move into the MVP voting. Do uh, it. Listen, I've got I've got four players that I like. All right, um, I'm not betting them okay. all. I'm going to tell you which ones I'm going to bet. 
but I think all of these guys have good value. Uh, Jalen Hurts plus twelve hundred. Uh, listen, I I'm going to be an honest, uh, an honest guy with you here. Um, anybody who has paid any sort of attention to me knows I hated Jalen Hurts, and it took until I believe last year after they won their first playoff game for me to apologize about being wrong about Jalen Hurts. You know, you know what's funny about that that draft? Um, how happy I was as a Colts fan during that draft, and how sad you were as an Eagles fan. Yeah. And now look at us. Look how the the, ta- the turntables turned. turned. <laughs> oh, how the turntables. Um, yeah, listen, man, you're, you're right. You're right. Um, listen, I was, I was, I hated him. I hated everything about him. I love, obviously I loved his intangibles. I love the person that he was. Um, I just didn't think he had the ability. Well, he showed it last year. He has the ability. And at the end of the year, last year, when they played the chiefs in the Super Bowl, he was the best player on the field. Bar none. It was not. Can't close. disagree. Cannot and disagree. he made one mistake and that was the fumble. And Listen, this is a guy who went into that locker room, was easily, right, easily. Everybody out there could see that Jalen Hurts was the best player on the football field that day. Went to the locker room after that game and said, I insist that every single player in this locker room put the blame on me for that. That's my fault. I lost this game. I cannot fumble the football in that situation. Now, disregard the fact that he was a fucking freak the rest of the game. He was upset about one play. This is a guy who, like, you know, the likes of Tom Brady in, in you know, being absolutely devoted to your craft, this is a guy who cannot wait to get better. I don't care about the payday. I don't care about anything. He's still surrounded by a plethora of weapons. He's still fantastic. He's completely healthy, still is strong. And I think realistically they got – I know that they changed coordinators, but what better guy to come in than your, your you know, basically your fucking uncle? You know what I mean? I mean, Brian Johnson's been around him since he was like fucking 11 years old or some shit. Yeah, I mean, I got one cool uncle and I got one weird uncle. So, I mean, if I could choose yeah. the uncle, then yeah, but I'm, I mean, I'm good Imagine, with it. you know, coming in a situation, you're like, damn, I, I got a new offensive coordinator come in. And what do you know? It's your dad who coached your little league team. You know what I mean? It's it. Yeah. He's 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 in such a great position. Um, I only expect him to get better, and and I think the Chiefs are going to start out a little rough. Now, listen, as long as Hurts can get through that that couple week of Murderers Row in that schedule that they have, this could absolutely. If if he goes three of four in those games, he's a shoe into win the MVP this year. So I think it's 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 and I not to put money on him. Um. Listen, Lamar Jackson plus sixteen hundred. I think that that is a it's a smart bet because of what they do have over there. Um, it's not one that I'm putting money on personally, but I think it's good value. I think it's certainly not a bad spot to put your money if if you want to throw a little bit of money on MVP. Um, All right, Aaron Rodgers like? plus sixteen hundred. I I really really like Rodgers. I I listen. He's invigorated again. He's back. He was just an MVP back to back two years ago. I think this is a guy who can absolutely come out there and, 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 and make this happen. So the AFC is known for not having a ton of great defenses. That's mostly who he's going to see. He's going to have to put up crazy numbers, especially in that division, especially going against the teams he's going to be over there. So I think it's another smart one. I'm not putting money on it, but I think it's another one. The other one that I am putting money okay. on uh, is going to be a non-quarterback 
I know that this is never a smart idea, but if there's going to be one that could win it, it's going to be old Jay Jettis. And at plus 10,000, I think it's the smart play. Um, this is a guy who... You're referring to Justin yes, Jefferson. Yes. Um, okay. I, I think that if there's going to be somebody who's going to break Calvin Johnson's receiving record, it's going to be Jettis this year. I think it's absolutely a, a must play MVP thing. I always want to play one that's not a quarterback and I always try and play the best the best odded player, you know, outside of quarterbacks. And I think that's where to go. So at, at plus ten thousand I I will be betting that one. Yeah, I mean that that feels good. Um you know I did call him Jordan Jefferson yeah. last year on a show. Um and they you know we must have some some Vikings head brass that listens because they went out and they, they drafted, Jordan Addison. uh, you yeah. know, a Jordan, yeah. Jordan Addison. And I think that he will open up the field more than Adam Thielen was able to, uh, you know, the old shell of Adam Thielen, um, you know, and, and Justin Jefferson should see some more, some more yeah. open looks, uh, compared to last year. So I really like that play. And I was just doing some quick math over here. You could bet all those guys. You could bet Jalen hurts, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers and Justin Jefferson, Dutch them with one unit, and you have that little four pack. If any of them win, you profit three point eight nine units, which is a nice haul if you don't mind locking up your money for for a year. But I think these four guys might might make a nice little portfolio yeah, for and, you. And and see, this is why I come to you because that you you know you you're my numbers guy. You know what I mean? That's I'm it. You know what I mean? I, I give you the information and and you find the best way to make money off of it. So. Yeah, I, I, I think all those are, are smart plays. Um and, and, and that's that's my last for, for, for award type guys. Um I've got a few player props. Um I'll run down them real quick so we can get to fantasy. Um, so yeah, yeah. I've got Amon Ra, the old sun god. Everybody knows I fucking love that guy. Over a thousand and fifty and a half yards. So feels good. Um it's minus it's it's minus odds right now minus one fifteen but I, there's no way he, he doesn't go over that unless he gets injured. Um, Garrett Wilson over eleven fifty one. It's yeah I also mean, feels listen, good. This, we just saw what Rodgers did in in the preseason. He's going to force feed this guy. Um, I'm thinking for both of those guys around thirteen to fourteen hundred yards. Honestly, um, they're both on high powered offenses. Both are number one options. And uh, as long as both of them get good quarterback play, there's no reason they shouldn't. Uh, A.J. Brown. Listen, I don't know why people are down this year on this guy, um, but his yards are sitting at 1,050 right now. I'm going to go over that too. This is a, another high-powered offense. Uh, listen, I, I know that Devontae Smith is still there, and, and they like Goddard, and Swift is going to add a little bit of dimension to that passing game, but – Listen, I think that this is Hertz's MVP year. I think it's going to be crazy. I think he's, you know, this is going to be another, you know, 1,400, 1,500-yard season by A.J. Brown. So I'm going to get over there. Yeah, no, I can't can't yeah. disagree on that one either. Um, yeah, it's cool, gold, Jerry. Uh, Quentin Johnston, the rookie. TCU. Yeah, the old rookie out of uh, TCU for, for, for the charges. Listen, Herbert, as we all know, is a bit of a stud. Um. They don't want a ton of Justin. Who? Yeah. Just kidding. Um, listen, <laughs> yeah. it's absolute stud. Uh, it's also well known that the Chargers have two wide receivers in front of Quentin Johnson. 
both of which are injury-prone guys who have both missed at least a portion of the season every single year since I was born. Um, listen, this is a guy who not only if uh, – listen, there's so many things that this team can do because Quentin Johnson's a, a behemoth of a man as well. I think he's 6'4". Huge um, guy. He's he's probably the only guy in that national title game that could have started yeah, for yeah, Georgia. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, From that TCU squad, and, I should say. Listen, I, I think that they're going to be having him on the outside and, and Keenan Allen in the slot. Um, I, I think that, you know, they'll, they'll put him in the slot sometimes, Mike Williams, but they got some big guys out there. Um, right now, his receiving total for the year is 575 and a half. I think it's, I think it's absolutely ridiculous, especially with the idea that there's a good chance that Keenan Allen or Mike Williams get hurt this year. That puts him into the number two role. If they both get hurt, he becomes the number one. Yeah, you never you never like to wish no. injury on anybody, but when you're when you're looking at these props, you kind of have to factor in injury history. It's it's and, and the percentage the it is. that one of those guys is going to get hurt is enormously high. I don't need both of them to get hurt, just one of them. And realistically, to hit six hundred yards or five seventy six, really. I don't need either of them to get hurt. I think Johnson's a good enough wide receiver, and those two are going to require enough, uh, you know, attention from the defense. Attention that mm-hmm. he's going to hit this pretty easily. So I'm I'm on yeah. his over as well. Um, my last one here is is Lamar Jackson over five and a half rushing touchdowns. I think glorious. It's, um, Listen, I, I, I there's other ones I like. Obviously, I like Hertz is over numbers rushing. Fields is over numbers rushing. Um, I love Anthony Richards' numbers, you know, rushing. But I, I tried to find to me things that just looked crazy, in my opinion. Um, five and a half touchdowns rushing is simple. It's, I mean, you, he's going to do. I mean, we hit in the book club. Yeah, we we hit Lamar Jackson first tutty. I don't know three or four 100%. times last year. And we don't even need 100%. him to score first. I mean, that this is and it's plus yeah. money, plus one hundred five, five and a half touchdowns. Yeah, let's, so let's grab that. I'm on that one. Bullish, love it, on it high, all over it. Um, I think that that's a huge value. Um, I'm going to be actually putting multiple units on that. I think that that's the only way that doesn't come home is if there's an injury. So um, that was my last one. I those are King Kyle's futures for this year. Um, to you know, just win you a couple mon- uh, a, a couple shekels, you know, when when February rolls. Around. Put, a, put a little jingle, put a little jingle That's in all. your jangle. You know, some 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 golden yeah. galleons out there. It's your. I always think of these futures as uh like my Christmas fund. So you know, I made I think thirty five NCAA win total bets in the book club, and just you know they'll hit in in November. And uh, you know that's that's perfect yeah. timing. It's it's like a little that's savings it. account that's it, for baby. me to you. That's it. All right, let's. Uh, you know, we're at the the forty seven yeah. minute mark. A lot of lot of good bets here. You know, in a yeah. short amount of time. Um, so if we if we can take the last fifteen minutes or so of this, and let's go over some fantasy Hammer stuff, out, baby Kyle. Who are you looking at in the first round? Let's say you're you know you're uh sitting in in spots three, four, five. What are you What are you looking at? There? So, anytime it comes to fantasy, right? You have to have it. it 
and and obviously we're going to be talking about PPR because what leagues Bunch aren't of nerds PPR? Is what it is. Um, yep. Listen, anytime you're in fantasy, right? You you have to kind of read what happens in front of you. Um, listen, the first person that should be off anybody's board is 100% Justin Jefferson. He is a guy who, obviously, as we just talked about not long ago, he's a guy that I like for the MVP, but he catches a ton of balls, a ton of yards, and a ton of touchdowns uh, on a pretty high-powered offense. Um, He's the best non-quarterback to take other than maybe Christian McCaffrey, but Justin Jefferson doesn't have injury problems, and that's huge. Um one of the biggest problems with with drafting this early when you get into this one through five picks is that some of these crazy explosive players that can dominate all year are injury prone, right? You know, you've had Dalvin Cook over the last couple of years, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Cooper, Cooper Cup. Cup. I mean, there's been some 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 really heavy guys who have come out over the last couple of years who they get hurt and it's cost people their seasons, right? Um, so if you're sitting in the, you know, first round, right. Um, I think that this is a very good year to, I I think you want to go wide receiver heavy. Um, I'm very big into wide receivers this year. Uh, I, I took now it also depends how your fantasy league is set up, right? If you're starting one running back or one, two running backs, if a flex, you know, how many you have, um, I'm at the position where there are more and more teams that are going with a running back by committee type of look, right? And when that happens, there's no, there not a lot of workhorses left. And the ones who really are workhorses don't catch a lot of passes. Um, so what I'm doing is I'm going wide receiver in the first round. Uh, I... There's only one non-wide receiver that I would take in the first round. Go ahead. Can I guess? It is, is it a not a running back. Then I'm I'm, I'm taking tight lost. end. I'm taking Travis Kelsey. He's the only one in the first okay. round that I'm taking because the positional value that you get by having him over anybody else is enormous. And it's like having a number one wide receiver. And I think that if you are anywhere outside the top seven, I think you should be looking at Travis Kelsey as soon as possible. Um, I think you're always going to have Christian McCaffrey and Austin Eckler go in that top seven. Uh, Those are two guys who run the ball as well as receive the ball very, very well. Uh, Another couple of players, you're going to have Justin Jefferson go. You're going to have Tyreek Hill, um, Jamar Chase. Those are probably going to be your top five to top seven guys. Um, Listen, after that, when you start getting to these other rounds, uh, the strategy I'm using this year is I didn't take a running back in uh, my first draft until the third round, and I took Jameer Gibbs. I really like Gibbs this year because I think he's going to be the number one guy out there, and he's going to get everything. And when you're in fantasy, that's what you want. You know what I mean? You want a guy who can throw or who can catch. You want a guy who can run. You want a guy who's not going to get a bunch of stuff, and he's not injury prone. Um, there's been a lot of talk about Bijan Robinson going in the first round. Uh, King Kyle, staying away from that one. Not only is he unproven, although I do think he's going to be good. Not only is he unproven the NFL level, but 
the Falcons depth chart came out just the other day, and he was listed as the number three running back. Will that last all season? Yeah, Probably Kyle, not. But it was a the, the the Falcons running back room is weird to me. Weird. I mean, they I I feel like they shouldn't have even drafted Absolutely. a running back in the first round. They 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 were tops or near the tops in the league in rushing last year with Tyler Algier and Cordaro Patterson. And, you know, that, that wasn't something they needed to address. Now you, you put a lot of draft capital in the B. John Robinson. I, I don't, I don't see it. I, I think, think it was a suck. terrible draft idea. Um, and I, I listen that, listen, I, I, I get it. Bijan's a stud, right? He is an absolute stud. I, I get no problems with the guys as a, as a, as a running back and as a player in this league, but in fantasy, I'm worried about the value that I'm going to get out of him throughout the year because this is going to be a Desmond Ritter-led team with gadget players like Cordero Patterson. You already have a good running back in Allegier. You're bringing in Bijan. You have Drake London, who's, I guess, primed for a bit of a breakout. And you have probably the biggest athletic freak in Kyle Pitts at the tight end spot. I think that this is going to be a very chew-up yardage type offense. It's not going to be a, hey, go deep and let's hit it. It's not going to be a very explosive offense. Ritter doesn't have the arm to make it an explosive offense. Um, He's a little bit behind the second-year window. I'm going to look at Ritter as a rookie again this year, so you're going to have a lot of hiccups. A lot of ups and downs as this guy goes through the year, um, so I'm staying off that Bijan train. But uh, I think right now, if you're in the first round, other than Travis Kelsey after the top seven, you should be looking at one of these top wide receivers, the best one you can get your hands on. All right, so that that's good advice there. Um, second round on the comebacker, you probably got to take a running back, or, or maybe you're waiting yeah. some more. But who? Who are let's say who are your top three running backs uh, that, that you like? Well, I think top three running backs, you know, injuries aside, it's absolutely Christian McCaffrey. I believe Olsen Eckler is in that that echelon. Number three for me, I'm sorry, but it's going to be Nick Chubb. Um, I think Nick Chubb. Okay. I, I was I was looking for the uh, the Austin Eckler because I, I I think he's a do it all kind of yeah, guy. Catches he a lot absolutely of is, and and um, you know, there's there's some a bit of a conspiracy out there that he's going to be a touchdown dependent player this year. I just don't see it. Um, The offense, the way the offense is constructed is to be able to hurt you in every single facet, right? They've got a really good running back in Eckler. They've got three really good wide receivers as long as they're healthy. And in fantasy, you can't play for injuries until you get to the later rounds, right? You can't draft backups and hope that they're going to be good. So you have to draft based off of everybody being healthy. So in a world, a perfect world where everybody's healthy, Herbert's healthy, they have a decent offensive line, and they've got three wide receivers, which means that you kind of got to run a bit of a light box, right? And that helps Austin Eckler. Not to mention – most of the time, he's going to have a linebacker covering him. So there's people who are are off of uh, Eckler this year. I am not one of them. I really like Austin Eckler. He's definitely in there. Um, I know it's a PPR-type scenario for us, but listen, Nick Chubb is 
the best running back in the league. He's the most consistent every single year. He's behind a very good offensive line, and he consistently puts up good numbers in fantasy, even though he doesn't catch a lot of footballs. Um, And now with Kareem Hunt not taking some of the carries and and things away from him, I think his his value goes up even more. Um, In the second round, like you said at the beginning, depending on where I'm at, I'm looking for Chubb in that second round if he drops. Um, If not, if one of those three guys doesn't drop, which most likely two of them definitely won't. But if Chubb doesn't, which most likely you'll get Chubb at the end of, you know, it'll be the beginning of the second round. You'll, you'll have an end of the end of the snake draft. Um, I, I would certainly take Chubb in the second if you can get him, but if not, I'm going, I'm going wide receiver again. Um, Kelsey does drop to the second round in some ways. So he's definitely a spot that, that you can grab in the second, but I'm going wide receiver, wide receiver. If, if one of those guys isn't available, man, I, I think that that's the smartest way to do it. Uh, the way these wide receivers are getting yards and getting points, catching the football, and and the league is just continuously moving more and more to a pass-type offense. I think you have to go wide receiver heavy nowadays. Okay. All right. So, um, you know, behind Kelsey, let's talk about tight ends for a minute. Uh, what is it? What's the pecking order? Is it Mark Andrews next? So and I then, think, and then I think, what? Yeah, I think you're right. I think Mark Andrews is second. Um I think you got to go George Kittle third. Um, okay. You know, I know he's had some some health issues over the last couple of years, a little bit of injury scares. Um, but listen, that guy's all worldly talented. You know what I mean when he's out there. And like I said, you don't you don't draft base off of uh, you know wondering if somebody's going to be injured. You know what I mean? We're drafting a win here, so um, usually you're not going to see another tight end other than Kelsey go off. Until you hit probably late round three, round four. And that's where Andrews mm-hmm. and Kittle will go. Um, you got Dalen, Darren Waller, who's in there, who... I, th- I think he's going to have a big good. year this year. Um, he's certainly a, a top four, top five guy, as long as he stays healthy. Um, Dallas Goddard, I think, is a, is a really big pick uh, for this year. Um, big fan of Goddard. I think that what Philly wants to do this year. And, and I read up on them as well. Like, like I, I spoke about earlier in the, in the episode uh, as an Eagles fan, I, I follow everything. They want to get him involved. They want to get Dallas got it more involved. Um, and I think what they want to do as well is they want to run a couple, two tight end sets. Philly's not happy with, um, with, with uh, Watkins. Philly's not happy with their third wide receiver. Oh, Quez is not, a huge fan favorite because he continuously drops footballs. He's, he's not, it. and you know what? They're they're not a huge fan. I think of a lot of people after their top two guys. Um, they went out there and they traded for Alex Akugubang, or however you say his name from. That's yes, a lot of is. points and scrap um, from Denver. It was uh, Alex O, as um, you know, prop stars likes to, likes to call it. Um, the guy's a freak of nature. He just was on a really rough team last year in that Denver Broncos team who couldn't get anything going all year. Um, the Eagles stole him from Denver for basically nothing. Uh, it was that it was um, a six-round pick for him and a seventh-round pick. I think that they're he's going to immediately move up to the number two tight end spot. They're going to run a lot of two tight ends uh, scenarios. 
And I think you're going to see that more and more with some of these teams. Um, you know, that I think hurts Goddard's value. I think Isaiah likely being out there in Baltimore hurts, you know, Mark Andrews value a little bit. I mean, there's teams who are really stacking up on these tight ends. Um, after that, there's a lot of love for, for Pat Fryermuth. Um, Kyle Pitts is absolutely up there in that top five or six. He had a down year last year, but I expect them to really kick it up with Kyle Pitts this year. I think they're absolutely going to have to if they want to move the ball. He's a matchup issue and a, and a nightmare for, for defenses on every single team. Um, so I think that's the pecking order. Uh, another guy who I think is going to find his way into this pecking order by the end of the year is uh, old Dalton Kincaid. Uh, Buffalo Bills okay. rookie. Um, I think Josh Allen is going to really, really enjoy having somebody out there who's not Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis who wants to act like Stephon Diggs. And I think Dalton yeah. Kincaid out there is going to be really, really nice for him. Uh, I think having a legit tight end, somebody who's actually really good, is going to help reduce wow. his interception numbers a little bit. Uh, he's not going to have to force the ball downfield as much uh, with, with Kincaid being open. So his checkdowns, because we know he doesn't have good wide, or he doesn't have good running backs. So to have a good checkdown option in your tight end, um, I think he's going to be a guy who's going to catch a lot of balls. So um, he'll get his, a, a decent amount of, of touchdowns this year. I think he probably will end around that tight end eight or nine range. So I think Dalton Kincaid, and okay. he's a guy who in my first draft didn't even go off the board. He was an undrafted guy. So um, I think he's somebody that you can get very, very late. So if you do miss out on one of these top two or three guys, don't fret. I think that you're going to be just fine with Dalton Kincaid if you if you take him in the 14th, 15th round. Okay, good. A little late-round sleeper action. So, um, you know, in the flex position, who are you looking at late to, to fill that roster out once you get your, your core yeah, group so, of guys? It depends how you draft, right? If you go wide receiver heavy, then what I'm doing is I'm putting as many wide receivers in my lineup as I can. That's that's my strategy this year. I want as many wide receivers out there as I can. So I'm drafting, uh, you know, wide receiver, wide receiver, snagging a running back. Then I'm going wide receiver again for the next two or three rounds. Um, in that sixth, seventh round area, uh, six, seven, eight, you can get Quentin Johnston. You can get Christian Watson. Mm-hmm. Because his stock is down with Jordan Love. He's the he main, main bitch dish, out but there. With no Aaron Rodgers, people are really worried about what's going to go on down there. Um, you know, I, I think there's some some decent people that you can get in there. But again, it's tough to pick a flex when you don't have, you know, a strategy in front of you. You know what I mean? Um, but I think those those mid to late round wide receivers, there's still a lot of them that are out there. Um, one guy that I like that's that's going very, very late, um, who I think is going to be a good flex and a good uh, bye week option, Mr. Robert Woods. He's in Houston mm. this year. Uh, he's going to be, I believe, the number one option out there. Uh, I do like Nico Collins, but he's going much higher. Um, when realistically, Robert Woods is probably the best option they're going to have for, for C.J. Stroud. And I think what we're going to see is, you know, probably around 800 yards receiving this year, um, a few touchdowns. But Robert Woods is no stranger to getting open. And, um, 
with his current ADP, you're in a really good position to take him. He can cover your flex. He can cover your buy positions. And, um, you know, I, I think that that's a, a really good spot too. And, and he's going very, very late in some round, some, some drafts as well. Cool. Um, what, what are we looking at for like some other late round sleepers? I mean, that that's what people need. We all, we all kind of know how to muddle through the opening rounds, but when it gets late, who are you looking at specifically to target? So what I look for is a couple things. Number one, I look for running backs that are very good backups or could be the starters by the end of the season. And I look for um, quarterbacks deep in those rounds. Um, if you're running a, a, a uh, keeper league or, or something along those lines, I always try and draft a, a rookie wide receiver that I like. That way, um, you know, I'm looking at them later on. Uh, a late-round sleeper right now, Jamison Williams. I know he's going to miss the first few weeks because of his, his issues, but this is a guy who can really end up winning you a league towards the end because when he comes back, he's going to be a firecracker in that offense. Um, another late-round guy that I really like, uh, you might actually like this one, but it's old Colts quarterback Anthony Richardson. Yeah, I do this like is a guy one. who, if he has very obtainable rushing numbers, very obtainable Justin Fields rushing numbers, this is a guy who can win you your league. Um, he's also a guy who you can trade if things are going very, very well. Um, you know, say you take Mahomes in the fourth or you know third or fourth round, and you're sitting there, and you know you're you got your team sitting pretty well, and you snag old Anthony in the in the 14th round. Well, Anthony Richardson's a top seven quarterback because his rushing stats, all of a sudden, you just upgraded any position you want on your roster. So right. when I'm you know scoping out these late rounds, that's what I look for. I look for guys who um, their ADP is you know, just completely off in, in, in my opinion, somebody like Robert Woods, somebody like Dalton Kincaid, um, somebody like Anthony Richardson. Um, and I try and flip them. Uh, so, so I look for those tight end wise, like I said, Dalton Kincaid running back wise. Um, so I was able to get Kenneth Gainwell in the 11th round. This is a guy who, is looked to be the number one running back for Philadelphia. Now, Swift is a pass catcher. Rashad Penny stinks. I don't think he's going to make any sort of a difference. So I think when you look at this. Big big time on his under yeah, for, yeah, for player props it, and rushing yards. Um, I think Kenny mm-hmm. Gainwell, you could be looking at a guy who is going to be taking a lot of touchdown opportunities. You know, I know Jalen Hurts is going to get most of them, but this is a guy who I think is going to be a, a good running back and is probably going to finish around that RB12 area. And I think with his ADP, I, I think you can steal him late still in some drafts. So those are my my, my better scenarios for, for those positions and those later rounds. Awesome. Well, I certainly appreciate the insight. Is there anything else that we didn't touch on that you'd like to uh, you know, to wrap up the show, we got about yeah, three minutes uh, left. DFS. I'm going to be running uh, some DFS for the book club this year. Um, it's something that we haven't done yet, uh, but as a as a you know fantasy god, as I, I like to say, um, you know I I I 
I'm really, really good at the waiver wire. I'm really, really good at, at seeing matchups, breaking down football and, and whatnot for, for fantasy. So, um, listen, man, get in the book club, you know, I'm, 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 I'm coming back. You're going to get all King Kyle stuff, all the stuff you guys have been putting out, even though I haven't been able to be a part of it. I've, I've, I've kept up on everything. You guys have been doing fantastic. I think you went on a three, no heater this morning or five and oh, something crazy. Um, listen, the book clubs where it's at. And, and now this year, DFS is huge. Everybody loves DFS and, and we're finally going to be putting it into, uh, into, into fruition this year. So, but it's going to be, it's going to be book club exclusive. As it should be. All the good stuff. Book club exclusive. Um, you know, we're, we're really looking forward to the DFS lineups that you pump out. You can get those at www.thedgens.net. It's a three-day free trial, 25 bucks a month. I assure you, you will enjoy it. And you will uh, you will like what you get. There's darts. Steve puts out golf cards. Um, racing. You get all the racing plays before even CBS gets them. Um, you get the uh, uh, all the football stuff, all the college football plays. I'm 6-2 right now this year in college football. That's pretty sweet. So let's keep the good times going at thedgens.net. King Kyle, it was wonderful having you it was back, It's good sir. to be back. And uh, like I said, things have, have kind of slowed down. So hopefully uh, I'll be a regular again here pretty soon and, and we can get our, our weekly NFL stuff going again. little out of bounds Great. coming at you. That's exciting news. For all the folks, that was a, a money printer last year. So, King Kyle, send them home. That's all for us here at the Backdoor Cover Network. Adios, muchachos. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be liable for damages related to its contents.